0: It's Monday. I'm I'm thinking it's morning. Yeah, you're right, Dars. I'm here in the chopper, and it is looking macabre here on the 401. Oh no, <laughs> no! What's going? What's happening? It is a scene to behold here, Dars. We got a four car pileup when the episode did not come out on time this morning. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, I can't blame them for driving into each other. Road rage is just, you know, the number one killer in America. Uh, Dodge. Ram brother, um, amen, guys. Bill, I mean, <laughs> Phil, is that hard enough for you? Dodge Ram, I know it's not a car, but uh, oh, shit, Phil, are you all right? <laughs> uh, he he's not feeling great. He's he called, yeah, he's he <laughs> he's feeling a little sick today, so I didn't want to put him on the spot like that. Um, guys, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. Apologies for the the late, later than normal. Episode drop, but but life's, like I life's said, I got fast. a I got a two week old baby boy. You know how hard that is. You know how hard it is to to keep a schedule when he's just like wanting milk all the time. Come on, yeah. What is it? The milk all the time. And uh hey, wait, what do you want? Do you, you want got some content coming to you. Don't worry. Don't worry, Patreonis. We're we, we're aware we're behind on the Patreon again. I barely sleep, and I have a I have a little tiny monster that needs uh help constantly. Uh, and I also have a baby. Yeah, so, one of them's me. Yeah, one of them's scones. That was. I, I, I'm glad you clarified because I didn't want Jenny to think I was referencing her. No, nope, it's me. <laughs> um, so again, new house, new baby. I'm moving boxes into their respective places while holding a small child. Uh, it's a whole. It's a whole damn vibe. A little update so, uh, in the scones life. Definitely not Ooh. where you're at as far as big life events, but I did go to an yeah. open house yesterday for a house. Oh, shit. And really? I was like, really? shit, this place smells like cat piss and there's water damage everywhere. So you put a fucking deposit down. So I said, take my money. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you were looking for houses, you freaking rascal yeah, flats. Yeah, let's just say life is a highway. Let's just gossip I'm about, about our lives. lives. <laughs> no way. I love fucking rascal flats. Um, this is now a Rascal the original? podcast, what? Hey, welcome to the Flat Rascals, uh, Rascal <laughs> that's Flats. That's not a bad Spot. idea. <laughs> it's a terrible, what do you mean is a bad idea? We have a built-in fan base, we could get listeners. You're right. Hey guys, do you want to listen to the Flat Rascals? Message us at rascalflats.com backslash contact. Um, let them figure it out. It'll trickle its um, way to us somehow. Yeah, it's, it's, that's Reaganomics, baby. Um, Scones, what kind of house you looking at, baby? Oh, you know, uh, I don't really know how to, a uh, house that I like that's in my price range is essentially the style <laughs> I'm going for. That's a good dude. That's, those are in right now. I'm not a big like, I don't La-Basque. like care. I'm not like, it has to be a ranch, not a colonial or anything, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like imperialism. For sure. In your house. Um, is it in the state you're currently residing? Uh Yes. Most likely. Coolio. Um, why isn't it across the street from me? I feel kind <laughs> of like... I could be the crazy woo-hoo. neighbor who's like, hey, Tim, and you can't see my face yeah. so peeking over the fence. Oh, peek over my fence, daddy. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hinger, <laughs> um, dinger, dargan. Um, so, like I said, I apologize, gang, for the delay. That's on me. That's a Darce thing. I hope you can understand. And if you can't, you're you you should work on your empathy baby yeah all the empaths out there solving the war in ukraine right now if you an empath say what what Sheesh. so scones is uh is a guy that's today he's the today guy i am and today i'm going to be bringing you suckers the story of paul Sheesh. bateson dude paul bateson Jason Bateman's cousin? No, he was one of the guys cast in the movie The Exorcist who then became a murderer. Ooh, Jason Bateman's cousin? (laughs) I love Narcos. (laughs) What if I just didn't know Jason Bateman? Man, play the entry song to Narcos. Play the Narcos intro. I think do you think people are clamoring going, it's it's not narcos? That's not narcos. It's Ozark. They were <laughs> This is my impression. Have you seen No have you seen Ozark? I've seen the first two episodes. All right, this is my impression of Jason Basement in Ozark. <clears throat> you know, I um, you know, just um uh, sometimes um, uh, you know, you just um uh, well, uh, we'll we'll get you the money. Um, you know, we'll we'll get the money, and da da you know, don't 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 uh, don't don't you uh, don't you worry. You just, I feel like everyone has a like. If you work in corporate America, you have someone in your workplace that talks like Jason Bateman. Yeah, you got a every good HR person talks like Jason. Every yeah, every HR you have to pass the bait boy test to be an HR person. You're not a bait boy. Get out of here! I'm a bait boy. I'm a bait. Anyway, what's new? Bait article from boy. all that's interesting by Hannah McKennett. Checked by Joanna Nix. Yo, Hanny, getting checked by Joanna? She. Paul Bateson was in one of the most horrifying scenes of The Exorcist before becoming a murderer himself. Who was he? We'll get there. He was sentenced. Am I in jumping ahead? Years? I think I jumped ahead. Who would he kill? Who is he? How is he in jail? Let's wrap <laughs> Did this they thing catch up. Him? <laughs> He was sentenced to 20 years in prison for the murder of Addison Verrill, but he also- Okay, we actually kind of did just get straight to that. Yeah, kind of, but he also allegedly confessed <laughs> to killing and dismembering six other men in the 1970s in New York. Dude, that's just the 70s, man. That's just New York free City. Free love. That's just New York free City in the 70s, dude. You kidding me? <laughs> you haven't been to NYC, brother. She. When Paul Bateson joined the cast of the 1973 horror classic, The Exorcist, he was still just a radiology technologist. Oh. Technot? A radiology Technot? Oh, God, Scott, stop. <laughs> he was still just a radiology technician <laughs> with an affinity for leather bars in Greenwich Village. I don't know what that means. Uh, do they mean leather bars as in like leather, uh, <clears throat> like like a bar being a, a social club? I, I'm guessing so, like all the booths are really nice leather. I think it's more of like um, leather, uh, uh, people wearing leather uh, as their, that's their like thing. You know what I'm talking about? No, nah, I think the bars, like their rap game is so good, it's tough, like <laughs> leather, and it lasts a long time. It's tough, yeah, it yeah, it's up. like cowhide, that makes sense, that makes sense. I think you're right. Only a few years later, however, his late night outings would turn sinister, resulting in at least one murder in New York City, and perhaps many more. Bum, bub, bum, bum. In 1972, director William Friedkin observed an angiogram before uh, being performed in the New York University radiology Uh, lab while scouting extras for his upcoming film, The Exorcist. Are you a listener whose name is Angela and you want a new Instagram handle? There you go. You're welcome. Angiogram. When he witnessed the cinematic spray of blood that resulted from the procedure, he knew that he had to have it in his movie. He asked all of the medical professionals in the room to act as extras in the film, including radiology technician Paul Bateson. That's interesting. The Exorcist is supposedly cursed. Nine people connected with the film, including cast, crew, and their close family, died during production or soon after the film. If you want to know no, more we, about, we that, about that, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> check out our movies episode, which I don't remember if it's a normal app or a Patreon. a Patreon I think it's a Patreon It's a Patreon. I think it's a Patreon. A Patreon. Uh, it's, a Patreon. Uh, it's a Patreon. So if you want to know more hey, about that, subscribe other people, to the Patreon over Come there. On. Come, on. Come on. You subscribe to the Patreon. It's only $48 a day. One of the actors in the film. <laughs> Uh, In the most disturbing scene, a scarily accurate angiogram later became a convicted murderer and suspected serial killer. As Dr. Barton Lane from the radiology lab described Paul Bateson, he was the most experienced and he was the best. He taught me an awful lot and I considered him a good friend. I didn't realize until many years later that he had killed the man. I thought it was bizarre. I just had absolutely no idea. (laughs) I thought it was bizarre. Just a quirky thing to do. What a do. weird thing, dude. Just like go hang out with your friends while you murdering people. Yeah, he does puzzles and kills people. He's just <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> he knits. What guy knits? Right? <laughs> and he kills people. He knits. And, and also <laughs> homicide tendencies But like, come on, who doesn't? The murder of Addison Verrill in the arrest of Paul Bateson. In the 1970s, Paul Bateson was a gay man living in Borough Park, Brooklyn, commuting to Manhattan for work. And if you tell you what, that's a not a fun commute. Hey, I would have gone fucking crazy, too. Hey, at least he's not going out to Staten Island. Whoa. <laughs> the Burroughs, baby. And to explore the S&M and leather subcultures of Greenwich Village. I'm starting to think you were right, Darce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was. Uh, I think you won. Ding, ding, ding. I'm the I'm the big winner. I won an all-expense-paid trip to an S&M weather, leather club Listen, in New York City. Listeners, when you're a dad, you just know stuff about stuff. <laughs> you just yeah, have when you're to. Yeah, da- Yeah, exactly. I need to know it's midnight. Where's my kid? Someday Darcy's going to have a kid in middle school (laughs) working on their math homework saying Dad, I need help. And he's going to be like, how can I help? And you're going to be like, they're going to be like, what's a leather club? And you're going to be like, oh (laughs) boy. Uh, Sit down, kid. Flip on episode number whatever this is. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like I think we have over 150 episodes now, by the way. That's, That's insane man! <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that fucking crazy that we're both still alive? I don't think I deserve to, like, have that much of me talking in a, a place in where people world. can get it. <laughs> Amen, brother. He was also... That's gonna be my epitaph. <laughs> he was also an alcoholic, drinking at least a quart hey. of vodka a day and couldn't put... <laughs> why'd you say? <laughs> hey! I don't know. They're just. I don't know. This is just more dad stuff. <laughs> Drink at least a quart of vodka a day And couldn't hold down a job for very long According to (laughs) All the stuff According to a 1977 interview He did at Rikers Island Bateson picked up his drinking habit in the army While stationed in Germany Quote because there was not that much to do That's such a crazy What the fuck (laughs) A couple of years after working on the Exorcist in nineteen seventy-three, he was fired from his hospital gig and made money doing odd jobs like cashiering at a porn theater and cleaning apartments. Throwing his hat and cutting things with it? Ladies and does gentlemen, that that reference? Where the flowers? Get him the flowers. Yay. <laughs> Get him the awards. That's kind of, it was kind of a real it was a real clunky one. No, it was good. <laughs> Keep it in You guys know James Bond? <laughs> you know odd job? Okay. You know like a an Gold old Knight? yeah. Yeah, you know like a seventies villain? We want to talk about uh, Jaws? We can do that. (laughs) Then, in September 1977, four years after working on The Exorcist, a man named Addison Verrill was found beaten and stabbed to death in his Greenwich Village apartment. He had been a reporter for Variety and was also a member of the gay community. When his murder received hardly any attention from the local press, Village Voice journalist Arthur Bell called out the media's complete apathy toward the lives of gay men. Quote, We're all aware that there are psychopaths roaming the streets of New York and they don't advertise their attentions on their T-shirts. When they zero in on gay men, the sentiment often expressed is they brought it on themselves, which is so sad and fucked up. Super fucked up. That's the same as like the, well, what were you wearing? That's the same deal. Yeah. I, I, it, it's almost as like, I don't know. That's insane. Like the, the thought process of jumping from they're gay, they deserve to be killed by serial killers. Yes. Like <laughs> it is such a jump. That it is Pretty, like, eerie, what a... The evidence shitty. is there, bro. I'm straight, and I've never been killed by a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But that's, like, the logic they're at. Yeah, they're, they're like, well, if they liked girls, like, what? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Each year, he continued, there are approximately four sexually oriented murders of gay men in the Greenwich Village area. Seldom do the papers report the crimes. Not all of the killers are apprehended. Often, witnesses are afraid to speak up because of their closet status. Is this still today or in the '70s? I think. I hope the '70s. But either way, if it's today, why are you living in Greenwich Village? True. When you're like why couldn't you could be in Jersey City, baby? Baby. Days after Bell's article was published, he received a call. "I killed Addison," the anonymous caller said. "Look, I like your story and your writing, but I'm not a psychopath." So the killer calls in to clear that up. Very cool, <laughs> very cool thing of him. This mystery man went on to tell Bell that he had met Veryl at Badlands, a gay bar on Christopher Street, where they partied until three a.m. After that, they stopped at a gay BDSM club called Mineshaft before heading to Veril's studio apartment at seven thirty a.m. They had sex. That's when things took a turn. Uh oh. Also, Mineshaft is an amazing name for <laughs> I a club. Was I, was, I was also thinking, like, gay clubs have, have some names. Something hit me, said the yeah. caller. It. Yeah, it's not just, like, Johnny's. <laughs> yeah, it's never, like, oh, Halligan's. It's like oh, usually, like, a piece of, like, like, mechanical equipment or, like, something on a <laughs> construction site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something hit me, said the caller. Addison hadn't been reciprocal. It wasn't just the sex act itself that wasn't reciprocal; it was the soul act too. I wanted a lasting thing, something that would go beyond sex into friendship, a lover, or marriage. This is, Dude, this, is the, this is the this is the caller, so friendship. the murderer is saying this. Yeah, it's just a uh, he went from sex to friendship, which seems like a that's that's a he he went from C to A. <laughs> Don't get this guy on too hot to handle that's all I'm saying. Hey, love is blind, baby. Hey, I mixed those sh- my uh I've seen the thing another no big deal. Uh but she uh no no oh, guys it's my. no big deal. But schools has a girlfriend. Stop, guys. dude. Yeah, dude, get in here. And no serial killer is ever going to get me. Um but <laughs> unless she's the killer. Ooh. Bum, 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 she's the killer. Bum, bum, ba, da, da. Queen. queen. Speaking of yeah, I bet, I bet <laughs> Queen mind probably chef. played in a uh, mind chef, <laughs> and so the caller decided to do something I'd never done before. He went to the kitchen, found a frying pan, and knocked Addison what? over the head. Why? Then I went I like like. <laughs> then I went into a drawer at the right hand side of the kitchen, removed a knife, and stuck it into Addison's chest. I plunged it too high. I should have stuck it in a bit more towards the center left. So Jesus. I don't know what that means. I mean, the guy's already dead. Say like he missed his heart. Yeah, but he already killed him. What? You, well, he hit him in the head with it, the frying. You kill pan. him better. And if cartoons have taught me anything, that just makes his face flat and look funny. Oh yeah, and so uh, he had uh, the birds the start flying around his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just had yeah. He was he was dizzy, and the birds were flying around his head. Uh, so then he had to take the knife and plunge it into his heart. Yeah, Looney Tunes really made light of CTE. <laughs> After he killed Vera <laughs> new podcast we're shutting this one down we're gonna get into the uh real i want to cancel looney tunes cte imagine if like we were like we're gonna start mothers against looney tunes. dude wiley e. coyote probably doesn't know where he fucking is anymore dude at his age if, <laughs> if you guys want to join malt just uh hit us up in the dms mothers against looney tunes <laughs> and we'll uh We'll figure it out, you know? We'll, get there we'll to just the drink fucking cold 45s <laughs> and <laughs> talk about... I don't know why we're drinking Colt 45s. Oh, because it's malt like liquor. It. Oh, I see, my dear boy. And it all comes I together. To <laughs> no, I actually I wish I didn't give you any context. I wish we just... To save money, Doris. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper, bro. After he killed Veral Demands. Trying so to buy <laughs> a house. After he killed Verrill, the man stole $57, a master charge card, Verrill's passport, and some of his clothes. He then left to buy alcohol. Aww. This was NYPD's first <laughs> That's evidence. That's a new noise I'm introducing into the show. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. This was NYPD's first evidence in the Addison Verrill murder. Later that same night, Bill got another call. Aww. This time, the man, <laughs> on the other end, was not the murderer, but someone who knew who he was. Uh-oh. He identified the killer as bald. Paul Bateson, an (laughs) unemployed alcoholic, former x-ray technician. Hey! He reported that Bateson had called him to confess as well. He had to share his experience with somebody, the caller had said. When the police brought Bateson into custody, he gave a statement similar to the one he gave Bell on the phone. As one detective told Bell, everything matches. He also admitted that he phoned you, and he led us to Verrill's missing passport and credit cards. But during his trial in 1979... Paul Bateson claimed that he had been drunk when he gave his confession and that he was not the man who originally called Bell. He maintained his innocence, saying to the judge, I still contend that I am not guilty of the crimes and I am not the person described by Mr. Hoyt at all. I feel a great loss for Mr. Verrill and I am not the type at all person he has described me as. Sounds like he fucking goofed when he was drunk. He hit you know, him with the old hazy hay. He hit him with the old frying pan. And now uh You know when like you're to... really pranking your buds in college and you're like, I'm yeah. a murderer! Psych. And you're like haha, ha, ha, I killed everybody and I'm really drunk, so obviously it's not true. Judge Goldman, however, would sentence him to twenty years in prison anyway. Ah! During this trial, Paul Bateson <laughs> came under more suspicion than simply the Addison Ferrell murders. As it turned out, there have been quite a few murders of gay men in Greenwich Village in the years leading up to his arrest. So For this two has been praying. He'd been around. For two years, mutilated and dismembered body parts have been washed up along the Hudson River wrapped in black, past black yeah, plastic That's Hudson, bags. baby. <laughs> it's, it's just the New nice. York fauna and flora, baby. Yeah, it's just autumn in New York, baby. That's in the tourist commercials where they're like, come to upstate New York. <laughs> See the trash bag body parts. <laughs> See a show on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Central Park? Hamilton's crazy. <laughs> also another shot of an arm.
1: In police river.
0: traced some of their recovered clothing to a shop in Greenwich Village that catered to gay men in the leather subculture. Other than that, the bodies could never be identified, nor was a murder pinpointed. These murders coined the bag murders because no one in the, was, say, in the was original <laughs> began in 1975 and would end in 1977. While in custody, Paul Bateson reportedly bragged to a friend that he had killed and dismembered multiple men. As prosecutor William Holt told the judge of Bateson's sentencing, he told Mr. Ryan that killing is easy, that getting rid of the bodies is the hard part. He said that he cuts up his victims and puts the parts in plastic bags to dispose of them. But there was no direct evidence connecting Bateson to the murders. The judge concluded that uh, these six additional crimes were Quote, too ephemeral to have any connection to this case. Mm. The six bag murders remain unsolved to this day. But do they? Shee. That but do they is me being like, no, nah, I think he did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem unsolved. That sounds solved. The opposite. By, like, <laughs> se- this sounds solved. like second degree solved Um, <laughs> in my book. It's beta solved. It's the next... Yeah, it's the next generation of solved. When Sigma Grind set (laughs) solved. When director William Friedkin heard about Paul Bateson's trial, he went to visit him in jail. According to Friedkin, Bateson had said that he has been thinking about confessing to these six murders in exchange for a reduced penalty. Which I don't know how that works.
1: It's like how how reduced is it going to be? Three life sentences instead (laughs) of four down to
0: one and a half. Like. He said, I remember killing this one guy. I cut him up and I put his body parts in a plastic bag and threw it in the East River, Friedkin recalls Bazin saying, albeit decades after the fact on the Hollywood Reporter podcast. Well, this is how they got him. At the bottom of the bag, in very small print that you can't even read, it says, Property of NYU Medical Center Neuropsychiatric Center. He said, That's the only one I remember, but they want me to confess to another five or six. The conversation inspired Friedkin's next film, Cruising, starring Al Pacino. Loosely based on Gerald Walker's novel of the same name, it's about a police officer who goes deeply undercover to solve a string of murders of gay men in the West Village in the 1970s. Okay. The film was reviled in the gay community for its conflation of homosexuality and violence. Bell himself wrote that it would surely be the most oppressive, ugly, bigoted look at homosexuality, homosexuality ever presented on screen. (laughs) <laughs> more than a thousand people marched to greenwich village to protest the film's release good you never really good. hear that about al pacino's career <laughs> yeah you know <don't. laughs> i don't hear about cruising a lot cruising crazy taxi baba buoy oh. <laughs> the film was released however to mixed reviews oh you don't say as for paul Bateson, he was released. good and great <laughs> <laughs> my favorite and my second favorite no <laughs> As for Paul Bateson, he was released on parole on August 25th, 2003, after serving more than 23 years behind bars. Five years later, his parole ended. So he was out. He was yeah, out cruising. He was out. He sh- I, I hate how often they're out cruising. <laughs> well, he may have passed away in 2012, but no one knows for sure as he disappeared from headlines after his trial in 1979. So he can still be out there. Oh, don't say it ain't so Scorny. That is. Oh, nope. Just kidding. Oh shit! <laughs> that is until 2000, uh, 2019 when the Netflix hit series, Mindhunter, brought his Hell story yeah. back to life. Oh. During the sixth episode of the second season, two members of the FBI visit Paul Bateson in prison in order to interview him about his oh, crime shit. or crimes. Oh, I remember that guy. I don't, because I don't think I got that far. But anyway, in right, the show, real good. Bateson admits to Verrill's murder and makes a few profound and disturbing statements, including... Love is violence. Sex is violence. Every interaction is violence. It's just a matter of scale. But he continues to deny any connection to the bag murders. They keep trying to get me for those. Gay guy into leather, he says. So imaginative. So are they they're just quoting Mindhunter at this point? Well yeah, it's talking about how like his story finally got like picked up after 1979. And it, I no, mean, but it's qu- but Were those quotes by him or were those quotes by the actor who played him in Mindhunter? By the actor. So I think they're interpretations okay. of how yeah, the yeah, yeah. people who do the research for Mindhunter see this. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's the story. And definitely some a little bit of a pointing out the bias to which yeah. American media reports crimes. For sure. Like how there was like a global manhunt after uh not global, but like a nationwide manhunt. What happened a couple months ago? She went, she died, and they were looking for her boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, dog, the bounty hunter got involved. Anyway, there was a lot of talk about that whole kind of bias with that case and stuff like that. So, and also pretty crazy about how influential this dude was. That he like, like influenced an Al Pacino movie. (laughs) Yeah. After being in another like one of the most famous movies ever, it was a terrible person. You know. I feel like we... I don't know how we manage to keep talking about terrible people. It just keeps happening somehow. They just keep popping up on my feet. They just keep popping up. I don't understand. Mr. Papadopoulos. Um, what if we just did an episode one day of just, like, a really good guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Mr. Rogers. People would... Dude, so many people would click that, though. Like, True. What the fuck did we Mr. Rogers do? We should do that for April Ooh. Fool's episode. <gasps> <It's>, oh. <laughs> boo <Boo-ba-boo>. ah! <laughs> ba <Ba-ba-boo. laughs> we're just gonna steal that from howard stern it's ours now howard sorry howard sorry howie baba booey baby what if Um, we got in trouble we owe him like five thousand dollars every time we (laughs) say it i would be like hey fuck you (laughs) please no (laughs) he needs the money dars i need the cash for babies um thanks for listening guys uh to another episode again apologize for the late delay Patreon people, we we haven't forgotten about you. We're getting there. Uh, I just need to be able to find time between being asleep and being a walking zombie. And then uh we'll we'll get right back on track for you, gang. Um as always, find us on Twitter at mmmacabpod pod. Instagram yeah. Monday Morning Macabre. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> And MondayMorningMacab.com for merch and Patreon info. If you want to get extra, like an extra season's worth of macabre content from young Sheldon and younger Sheldon here, Um, you know, you know where to find it. It's there, it's on the Patreon. It's It's all there. It's, It's nice. And I mean, besides that, scones, have a good Monday. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Goodbye.